Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. My name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic, and I'm grateful that we get to, we get to worship the Lord together. Um, there are so many just wonderful things. You know, I was actually yesterday evening, I had some time to reflect on um, our years of the pandemic, especially in 2020 when things first hit, and and just when the gathering is taken away, you know, and some of those things um, that we experience. But to be here with you all and to come and worship the Lord, this is beautiful, to see our perseverance and to see our hunger because we want more of him, amen, right? We, we want more of his presence. We want to hear his word. We want to be instructed. We want to hear his voice. We, we want to come to a place where we're willing to trade everything in this life to, to, to honor him, and that's beautiful. Um, this Friday night, God absolutely did just a wonderful, powerful thing. I mean, His presence was here, and it was just so amazing and so sweet and so beautiful. Um, but when God started healing people, and supernatural things started taking place, and and people started getting delivered from spirits and demonic things, and there just became freedom and liberty, and then people just started like this, and just being just filled with the Spirit and slain in the Spirit, and all these things. When these things started happening, it was just some of the most powerful, beautifulest things you can imagine um, because there's nothing like his presence. Um, and it was, it was just wonderful. You know, a couple of things. We were doing a church-wide fast. Um, and um, we were, you know, it was a worship night. Nothing's rushed. We just have time with him. And Friday night was just time with him. And many of you experienced his presence. As part of that, um, many of you may not have known, but I asked our dream team, which is the volunteers, the team that serves here in our church, and I asked them if they could do a 24-hour prayer. And so on Thursday at 6.30, we started praying. And so I gave everybody who serves at our church a 30-minute slot, and they prayed, and we prayed over Zoom, and all the prayers are recorded. So we prayed from that time at 6.30 all the way to the start. The last person finished praying at 7 p.m. when we started praying, when we started the worship night. Um, and we have all of these prophetic things that were spoken of before the night began as God was releasing. People started praying in the spirit and prophetic things were released for the night. And it's, it's really this wonderful thing. But what the Lord put on my heart is that we would do this prayer tower. And I want to share this with you. In July of uh, 2010, I was on a mission trip, and I was originally planned to go to Turkey, but the voice of the Lord spoke clear to me, so clear that I needed to go to India, and it would be my second time there in India, and I didn't know who was going, but I have a good friend that I've known for a long time. You know her as Pastor Carla. She was taking a group of Chi Alpha students to India. So I asked if I can join the trip, and little did I know God had great plans for me in intending that trip, and it was a crazy trip, and I'll tell you that story. felt like a rescue mission. Um, I could tell you that story another time, but unexpectedly, 
we were taken to this place, and it was called a prayer tower. And there at that prayer tower, uh, sort of like an international house of prayer you might hear about here, they have prayer that just goes and it never stops. And so God just kind of put on my heart, wow, it was a wonderful experience and all of that. So we're on this train ride. Most of the travel in India is by train. And so we're on this train, and we're on this train for about seven and a half hours. I, fe I felt like I slept most of it. This is my journal, and I record God moments in this. This is also a legacy. This is what I'm handing to my kids one day. Every God moment, every powerful moment that God has done is written here. This is what I'm giving my babies. And so in July, that time I'm on this, I'm on this train ride, and I record um, these moments, these words that God put in me. And it says, you know, I ministered at the prayer tower. And God put in my heart and in my thoughts the prayer tower, the thought of opening one came to my mind. And all of a sudden, I was like, open a prayer tower. And then as, I, as those thoughts came, the next thing I wrote here, this was July 30th, 2010, I wrote, I felt the presence of God and the power of God. And as I remember being on this train traveling, and we're driving through the mountains and all the areas and the landscape of India. All of a sudden, as I'm sitting in this train, the power of God just hit me like, just came over me like this. And I, I, just, I just began to worship the Lord and just I'm having a time of Him and I'm just speaking in the Holy Spirit. And I'm just, we're just, just having a time. The words had come, prayer tower, prayer tower, open a prayer tower. And, you know, after that time, there had been much time and reflection of all that God was going to do. And I was trying to figure so much of that out. And... Um, you know, and my life is mostly prayer and the word. That's, that's, that's my life. You know, I get to serve you all in so many ways and so many things I get to do, but it's prayer and the word. But as we were approaching this fast, the Lord said, pray for 24 hours, call it a prayer tower. And so I gathered the leaders with very little notice. We had a dream team meeting and I said, we're going to pray for 24 hours leading to our worship night. And as we did that, I'll tell you, Friday night, God just blew off the roof of this place. And what I want to do today is a little bit different than our normal Sunday service. We're not going to continue on with our message series. We'll get into that next week. But today, I just want to take a time, and I want you to hear some of the testimonies of the supernatural hand of God and what he did on Friday night. And then after that, I simply just want to open up the altar, and I want to worship, and I'm going to call the worship team. And we're just going to have some more time of worship. We don't have all the time that we have on a worship night or a prayer night. But the freedom that we experience, and I know God's heart of what he wants to continue to do. See, I'll remind you what, what God's word says. What is humanly impossible for man is not so with God. So think of the craziest thing. Maybe there's an ache or a pain in your body. Maybe there's something that you've been dealing with or lingering, and it's been lingering for years. God can heal you of that in Jesus name maybe there's a, a spirit of depression or anxiety and I want to uh, and I want to label them as spirit of and I think that's so important and I'll talk to you more about that here in a moment but us understanding these things is is very very vital it's vital because the world will remove the word spirit and say here's depression here's your medication but I want you to understand this in a spiritual way. And I'll explain more in a moment. 
But I want to read this verse to you in Mark 5, verses 18 through 20. This is what God's word says here. Can we put that up, please? In, in this time, Jesus has just healed a man. The man has been uh, demon-possessed, and God healed him with this encounter. But I want to read these words. That's the Spanish. We've got to hit the English. Hit the English. Hey, there we go. Next service will do Spanish. As Jesus was getting into the boats, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. It's not that Jesus did not want this man to go with him. It's that Jesus had purpose in the man telling his story of what God had done. You see, the power of testimony is huge, and God is not done healing and setting people free. So I want to, yes, amen, glory to God. So I want to just, I want to take a moment and I want to call two ladies up here that specifically on Friday nights, the power of God just hit them. First one is Judy. Judy, would you come and uh, share with us? Hello, my, um, my name is Judy Horn, Grateful Believer. I um, attend CR here for anxiety, and um, I'm, I'm going to get through this because I prayed, um, <laughs> um, and God has something to say today. Um, you see, I, I started coming to Mosaic initially because I don't want to be invisible anymore, but um, the thing about that is when you're not invisible, people don't just see the good parts, and it really kind of only meant the good parts. Um, and so, um, I wrote notes in case I stutter like this. Um, anyways, <sighs> this part is hard to say because I don't fully understand it, and I like people to think that I'm smart, and I'm not about to sound smart. Um, I, um, I have had plantar fasciitis really bad. Um, I did all the therapy and the surgery and all the, all the fun, expensive stuff. And I found these shoes and you see when I wear the shoes, it doesn't hurt. If you don't know, plantar fasciitis is when the plantar fascia ligament decides to detach itself from the bone in your heel and the bone in your heel doesn't want to give up, so it creates these bone spurs, and it's like walking on knives. And um, if you know, you know, it's, it's fun. And so I found these shoes, and when I wear the shoes, it doesn't hurt. And so I can't be barefoot ever because it hurts. But I praise God that he sent me these shoes, right? And they're expensive, just like all the therapy. And they're only supposed to last six months, but praise God, they have lasted three years. But when I came to Mosaic and I prayed and I didn't want to be invisible anymore, the shoes, they started to fall apart. 
you see, and at this point, the soles are more glue than soles, <laughs> and they squeak when I walk, and it's so embarrassing, let me tell you, because I, I don't want people to think that I am poor because of my sin, and even worse than that, I would never want anyone to think that God didn't show up for me because my God is good, and he shows up. So the verse that we are working on, um, it's, um, I know this, Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, and it starts like this. Don't be anxious about anything, right? And I, I am anxious, obviously. <laughs> I'm shaking. So I need this verse, and I need to know the steps that come next. So the next part says that with... Um, Prayer and petition, no, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, bring your request to God, right? And I have to stop there because I don't want to complain. It's fine, really. I've got magic shoes. It's fine. Um, you know, but, um, and in Philippians, earlier in the book, in chapter 2, verses 14, it says, in everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing, and I don't want to be a person that complains and argues, but this is God's word, and these are the steps that he has given me to take, so let's go. This is, this is how it sounds, right? Dear Heavenly Father, please make the shaking stop. Make the sh stuttering stop. Make the anxiety stop in Jesus' name because I know that you are God and I know that you have something for me to say today and I thank you, God, that you've given me this knowledge, that you've given me this first and I thank you that I know you and that you can do this in Jesus' name. It didn't sound like complaining, did it? <laughs> it didn't sound like complaining, right? Because it sounds like praising because I know who God is and I know where my help comes from, right? And so I'm practicing this. I'm practicing this a lot because I don't want anxiety in my life anymore. I want to be able to stand up and talk. I don't want to stutter anymore, right? Because this is ridiculous. I want to be, be seen as someone who is bringing glory to God um, because all the glory belongs to God. And... So the thing is, I know that when you worship and you pray, it's holy ground. This space right here is holy ground. And I have read in the Bible that when you're on holy ground, you take your shoes off, right? You guys read that too? You take your shoes off, right? So when we worship and I take my shoes off, I can make it maybe one song. And then the pain and I got to put my shoes back on. And it sucks. But on Friday night, on Friday night, Pastor, oh, I skipped a part. Hold on. I got to tell you the end of the verse, right? Because we're doing verses 6 and 7. Okay? So, um, so the next part says, and the peace of God that surpasses all comprehension will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. All right? That's a promise. And I want that. And the other thing that's really cool is it doesn't make sense. And I'm totally cool with that. 
It doesn't make sense because I want a God that's bigger than me. Because if I can understand God, then he's too small. I want a God that's bigger than me, that can protect me and take care of me. And so this is great because this doesn't make sense. And I did the fast thing, and that doesn't make sense either. Why in the world would anybody care what I didn't eat last month? Right? That doesn't make sense. But it does something. I don't know what it does, but it does something in the spiritual world, and it's huge. It's huge. So anyways, Friday, worship. Pastor Jack is on stage praying, and this is another ugly part of me and not really wanting to be visible right now, but I'm a little skeptical about these kind of things. So I'm sorry, Pastor Jack, but when you were like, I pray for people with back pain, my brain was like, doesn't everybody have back pain? Like, isn't that a pretty safe bet? <laughs> but, then, but then it gets better. It gets better. Like, I, I get better. Because, God, because Pastor Jack said next that he prays for somebody's right ankle, right, which is a little more specific. It's a little more bold. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm a little dyslexic. So I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't it? my right heel that has the three bone spurs that I've seen on the x-rays that are real because I feel them. And, and then I was like, but that can't be for me, right? Because fasting was about important things. It's about people coming to know Christ. It's about our five, right? My five friends that I've been praying for all month because this is super important. It's not about silly things like I don't want to wear shoes anymore, right? But if this is God, I want this. I want this. So I make sure nobody's looking because this doesn't make sense. And I touched my ankle and it felt so warm. And I knew, I knew but I'm also still an intellectual person, right? So you got to test these things. So I took my shoes off, and I danced the rest of the night. And let me tell you, it was off the hook. It was awesome. It was so cool. Let me tell you, this lady danced, like, the rest of the next two hours, like she did. For reals, we went late. <laughs> we went late. It was cool. Um... Uh, but see, then the music stopped, right? And I'm invisible again because nobody noticed my shoes were off. That's not cool to everybody. <laughs> and so I'm here today because I want to give glory to God. I want people to see that I'm not wearing shoes and I'm not in pain. And I give all the glory to God. Thank you for letting me share today. Amen. Amen. Uh, next, I'd like to call up uh, Janet. Janet. Absolutely. Good morning, brothers and sisters. So, um, a lot that God has done in my life, but a couple of things that uh, he really put on my heart to share this morning is um, from about the age of 15 to in my 30s, for about 23 years, I struggled with a deep, dark depression. 
and those times were tough. It was debilitating to me. I held on to the scripture of Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And one day, I was just done. I was so, my heart was aching, broken, done. I walk in from my car with a handful of groceries and just threw them on the floor. And in that moment, I called out and cried, Jesus, help me. And in the moment that I hit my knees, I could just feel this whoosh, and my breath just came out. And I sat there kind of stunned, thinking, God, <laughs> what just happened here? Because all of that heaviness, that hurt, that pain, that darkness was gone in that moment. God healed me in that moment. And I just sat there in amazement because that was the only thing, the only answer I can come up with is that God healed me. For many years, I was going to uh, a psychologist, taking meds. The meds just made it worse. Reading a thousand self-help books, nothing worked. Only calling out to the name of Jesus healed me. So fast forward about 18 years now, <laughs> and my body has a lot of aches and pains, back, knees, I, my hip goes out, my knee goes out. I've had this issue all my life. But God in his amazingness, with the Holy Spirit being in this room on Friday night, as pastor calls up people for healing, and I'm like, yes, I want this to go away because I want to serve the Lord with no hindrances whatsoever. So I, too, um, when Pastor Jack um, said with the right ankle, I touched my ankle, but there, there were other things in my body that were also hurting. And so I just prayed as we were going along. But as we were praying, I could just feel the pain melt away from my muscles and my joints and my back and my leg. And I could still feel a little bit of tension in my knee over here, but there was no pain. And I, I you know, I, all I could think was, thank you, Lord, for doing this. This is so, he's so amazing. And then as we went home, I was standing there talking to my husband and the I could feel that the tension in my left knee was gone. And I'm like, wait a minute. You mean, hold on. <laughs> I can move it. It doesn't feel like it's going to pop out. So we, we were, I was so excited. I was just like, look, honey, I can dance. I can move. <laughs> and it was so amazing. So yesterday, I decided to try out my new legs. And we went for a walk around the park. <laughs> um, I, last time we went, I could only walk a one lap around the park. And then I was hurting so bad. Well, yesterday, I was, we went around at least five or four or five times at fast pace. <laughs> and not only that, I could have gone some more. I, but Joaquin needed to stop. <laughs> 
But I was just out there seeing God's creation and the skies. I was just giving him praise. Thank you so much for his goodness, his love, his mercifulness. And if anything I could say is just believe that God can do all things and all things are possible with God. At the end of Friday night, I'm sitting down with uh, a few people that stayed. We're here until, I don't know, 11 something. And, um, but I'm talking with uh, Janet. She comes to tell me, Pastor, I just want to let you know, like, God healed me. And, and then Judy is coming up. She's like, Pastor, I got no shoes. Like, do you see? Uh, she, and, and it's just healed. And, and, and I'll tell you, like, these things are to celebrate and to give God glory for. At, at the end of the service, I was coming up Friday night, and I was like, okay, wow, powerful service. God, you did some amazing things. And I was coming to close. And I was coming, as I was coming to close the service, all of a sudden, I felt the power of God just come just, just so strong that I had to come to my knees. And then as I got to my knees, it was not enough. He brought me down like this. And as he did this, he said, son, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. And right after that, all of a sudden, it was like... Like, people just started falling over. And then some of our kids were, were touched by the Spirit. And all of a sudden, we had kids crying, just crying as they were experiencing the presence of God. And it, it was just so, so beautiful to see our, our little, and then our teenagers, and then what was happening here. It was just, I mean, there were people set free from things. There, there, were, there was liberation, if you will. It was it was so beautiful and so powerful, and I give God glory. There's a couple of things I want to say and share with you, and then I just want to spend the last time we have with worship. But before we do that, can I call up Brother Rick Kentu? God also has done some uh, a healing and a miracle in him, um, and uh, I just want you to hear this story real quick. I love you all, too. <laughs> Isn't it funny how Christians, we can be going through tough situations, but yet we can still laugh and smile about it because the presence of God is with us. I just want to make this real quick. When I'm talking about the Cowboys and they win, I want to brag, but then I, they lose. When I, the Lakers are winning, I want to brag, but then they lose. They all lose, so my bragging stops. But when it comes to God, you just want to keep on talking because it's one victory after another. As, as most of you know, last March, I had two heart attacks. I had to go in for emergency surgery at midnight, basically, to save my life. After a couple of days being there, I developed COVID. I got COVID. Pastor Carla had heart issues, and she got COVID. I was there for roughly about a week. The doctor comes in and tells me, Mr. Cantu, your heart it's probably about 35, 40% working. It's never going to get better. You just got to have the proper diet, take medication, exercise. But it is. Your heart muscle has basically died, whatever portion of it was working. Seven months later, I'm back in the hospital. They're amputating my right toe. Like, wow. Two heart attacks, COVID, my toe being amputated. Like, wow. Monday morning, I woke up about 4 o'clock in the morning having chest pains. 
and not because of cowboy sloths, guys. It's not because of that. <laughs> I'm having chest pains. The same symptoms. My left arm is going numb. My tongue is going numb. I wake up, Pastor Carla, about 4 o'clock in the morning. I say, babe, I think something's wrong. And she tells me, and I tell her, same symptoms of having a heart attack. Those of you who know Pastor Carla, I'm like, let's go. I got to feed the dogs, she tells me. <laughs> go ahead, feed the dogs. I'll take a shower. We go. We get to the hospital. They take me in right away. They do all these tests. Mr. Cantu, we're going to keep you overnight for observation. They did EKG. That comes back positive, comes back okay. But still, we got to do all this observation on you. Like, okay. So we notify the pastor team, other members. The whole day Monday, they did tests. The whole day Tuesday, they did tests on me and everything. And again, my heart was only working 35%. Finally, about 2 o'clock, the doctor walks in, the cardiologist, the specialist. He tells Mr. Cantu, I have great news. I have good news. And then he tells me, I do not understand how this happened. I can't give you an explanation how this happened. And he's just shaking his head like, really, he's in disbelief. Your heart muscle has improved to 50%. Normal should be 55. You're at 50%. And again, he repeats it a couple of times. I do not know how this happened. I can't explain it to you, Mr. Cantu. The medication we're giving you should have kept you at 40, but you've improved. We've never seen this before. Pastor Carla and I looked at each other and we said, yeah, <laughs> we know who did it. My God, my God still performs miracles. For most of you who know me past three years, you know, I'm always joking. I'm always laughing, making jokes of the situation. Some of you have gone to the hospital, and I'm sitting there laughing and joking and just telling jokes. That's just the way I am. That's the way I handle things, okay? But I also have my moments of sadness. I also have moments where I cry and I hurt and I think, and I think, okay, what's going to happen to Carla? And it's in those moments that I have moments of silence, and we've always taught this to the youth because this was taught to me. You go to the altar, those moments, that's when I've learned that I've had to go to the altar and hold on to his hand and hold on to his promises. If somebody's going through something this morning like this, or you're going to go through, hold on. Go to the altar. This is our altar, Pastor Jack, but our altar is also for your home alone by yourself. So I just encourage you guys that God is still performing miracles. He is still, he has your back. That's all I can say. Pastor Jack, thank you for giving me time. Amen. God bless you all. Praise God. Praise God. There's a picture that I want to put up here on the screen, and I want you to see this. You see, there is a physical realm where we could feel, touch, see, all of those good things. And then there's a spiritual realm. And I want us to understand here just a little bit more about the spiritual realm. You see, there are things that affect us in the physical realm or that we see happen in the physical, and then it locks something in the spiritual. And what we don't understand a lot of times is that something has been locked, and because it's been locked, you cannot experience the full freedom in the physical. Well, 
don't you love Jesus? Yes, you love Jesus. Does Jesus love you? Yes, Jesus loves you. And he came to give you life and life in abundance. But when we don't understand these things that are locked in the spiritual, we don't know why. We can't seem to move past the situation that we're in. But we love Jesus, but we're, but, but we're stuck. It feels like our feet are in cement, and we cannot move past these particularities because something in the spiritual realm is locked. Now, I want to I want to share with you a few reasons why healing or freedom is hindered. The first thing is unrepentant sin. If there's anything in your life that you have not repented of and you're still dealing with and it's still happening that you love Jesus but you're but you you still got this going on and it's kind of something there you you you've made an excuse for it or it's not really a big deal you call it or or or, or it's 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 whatever that is there you know we can ask for forgiveness and then we run back to the same thing but there's a difference of asking for forgiveness and truly repenting and saying I don't want to have nothing to do with that for the rest of my life God separate that from me and you God I I actually, I renounce that in every spiritual thing that's attached, attached to that. So, so, there's, so there's that, unrepentant sin. And then there's unforgiveness. See, when we harbor something inside of us, and maybe, maybe it's from 20 years ago. Maybe it's from 30 years ago. Maybe it's from some time in your past, but there was a person or a group of people that hurt you, and you're still holding on to it. When you hold on to those things in the spiritual realm, it's like a key, and something's locked. But until you let it go, the door is unlocked, and boom, the next you can step into the next thing. These are the laws of the spiritual realm. There's a verse that I want to read to you in understanding verses 1 and 2. The first one is in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous so that he will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You have to ask the Lord to let this go. Tell him you don't want to have nothing to do with this anymore, and he'll wipe it from you. The second one here is in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 through 15. He says this, for if you forgive other people for their offenses, the things they've done wrong to you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your Father will not forgive your offenses. Does this make sense? Are you understanding? These are spiritual things. See, a lot of times we only thought, well, this is meant for the physical. Well, I know I forgive them for me. Yes, but you don't understand in the spiritual what's taking place. God has come to give you and bless you and to work in you. But because these things are locked, yes, you love Jesus. And yes, Jesus loves you. But you're struggling. Let's go back to the list. The next one is generational curses. These are things that are passed down into your bloodline. They come from one thing to the next, and then suddenly you're dealing with the same thing that your parent dealt with and your grandparent dealt with. But the thing is, it doesn't stop there. If it's not broken, best believe your child will deal with it. Your grandchild will deal with it. Your great-grandchild will deal with these same things. You'll have these same feelings, this, this overwhelming desires, these lustful desires, and you don't know why you lust so much. You don't know why that you desire these things here with alcohol or, or with these other drugs or these things or these, you have these thoughts or you don't know why you lie and you just lie. You lie all the time and you don't even know why you lie. There are things that get passed down and, and these things are these, these, I want to identify them as spirits. 
I, I want us to move past the, the language of what the world identifies certain things. Well, maybe there's, uh, uh, you, you know, there's just, you got depression, and because this happened in your life, so here's this medication. Take this, and what it does is numbs a certain thing. But if you'll deal with the spiritual, God can completely heal. I want us to step into the place, church, where we begin to truly understand that, yes, things with man are impossible. There's a limit in our, to our capacity. But with God, there is nothing impossible. There can be something that absolutely breaks, and you step into the fullness of what God has for you. The next part of the list is witchcraft. This can be anything. You did some tarot card reads. You did a, a psychic. You, you, you did palm reading. You did the, the, the ones with the birthdays. Horoscopes. Oh, my birthday is this one, so I'm this one. That is witchcraft. I don't care how popular the world makes it be. Oh, and I'm connected to this person, to this celebrity, and they got their thing on their birthday, and it's similar to mine. No. Church, I'm telling you, this is witchcraft. Have nothing to do with these things. These things, whether they're, oh, it's cool because we're connected this way. No, this is a lock in the spiritual realm. And with this lock comes this demonic spirits that will hinder you. But you say, I love Jesus, and Jesus loves me. Yes, but you have something locked in the spiritual realm, and you're over here, don't even just live in... And, it, these things are real. Next one is unbelief. There can be some times where either because we're naturally a logical person and we try to everything, we're looking for like this, that we miss the element of faith. And we allow too much of that to get in the way God is saying, would you just have faith? Would you just believe? And the way, I like the way that Judy said it. Would you truly believe that God is bigger than you? Because if you got him figured out, then he's smaller than you. So begin to come to that place where you believe there's nothing impossible for him. I'd like to add one here to the list, and I could probably come up with more, but these are the ones the Lord gave me. But earlier in the first service, he reminded me of this one, and the other one is pride. Pride and the spirit. Let me identify it this way. The spirit of pride. A prideful spirit. This can hinder you. Because, uh, not me. Uh. But when you start to think that way, and you allow this prideful spirit to get in the way. And you cannot humble yourself before the Lord in a way that, I mean, let's talk about humility. You cannot do what happens in John 13 and wash somebody else's feet. No. I want to challenge your pride that much that you can come to that place and overcome the spirit of pride. See, these things in the spiritual realm become locks. And until they're unlocked, you cannot walk into the fullness of what God has for you. Do you understand? Worship team, can you come? This is what I want to do.
God has been moving so powerfully and doing so, so many wonderful things, and I absolutely believe he's not done. And I also believe this is a new season stepping into our church and what God is going to do. And um, a couple of months back, Pastor Rodrigo, you know, he's one of our associate pastors, but you know, him and I are, are, are fairly close, and he helps me with a lot, as well as all of our associate pastors. But um, I, I probably talk to him like on an everyday basis, and uh, a, a couple of months back, both of us, we were praying and we were talking and we were, we were talking and, and it was from that prayer time and that conversation that we, we came to the understanding from the Holy Spirit that we were going to step into a, as a church where we were going to see signs and wonders happen on a regular basis. Where God's Spirit would have the freedom to move. I've told you, Jesus is the head of this house, not me. This is true. I get to serve in this position as the lead pastor. That's true. But Jesus is the head of this house. And when he has the freedom to do what he wants to do, you better watch out. Because God will do what is humanly impossible. And I believe those are the things that he wants to continue to do, continue to do. He loves his people. We got to learn his word. We can't take the idea from so and so. What does his word say? Because in his word are the keys, the, the spiritual keys to unlocking. And when you unlock, in Jesus' mighty name. So would you stand with me? I want to pray. And I want you to pray a repeat after me prayer, every single person. And then from there, if there is anything that you need prayer for, I want you to come forward. Maybe there's some type of ailments in your body. Maybe there's something that you feel like you've been dealing with, some type of depression or anxiety or, or any of those things. God can break those things in Jesus' name. One last thing that I want you to see. Can you see this picture here? This last picture, the other picture, the other picture, the other picture. Chain's broken. I just want you to see that. He can do that right now, this morning, in Jesus' name. With that being said, would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, come on, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I come before you humbly. Forgive me for my sin. Help me to forgive others. Right now, I forgive them for every offense against me. I let it go. May your mercy and grace come over me. May your love come over me. May your Holy Spirit fill me. Today, I repent of every evil practice, every connection I've had to sin. I rebuke Satan and his demons. I bind Satan and his demons. I renounce every evil spirits. I renounce every evil practice. And I command Satan to leave. In Jesus' name. 
I command his demons to leave. In Jesus' name, I am God's child. He does love me, and I love him. Father, I want the fullness of what you have for me. Break chains in my life. Supernaturally heal me. And may I receive everything that you have for me. In Jesus' mighty name. Satan, I command you to leave. In Jesus' name. Out. In Jesus' name. Out. In Jesus' name. Out. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Pastor Jack here. I hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it. If you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further, I did want to share with you our email address. You can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org. If it's in Spanish, mosaiconline.org slash ES. Um, but you can also email us here. You can email us at helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. That's helpdesk, H-E-L-P-D-E-S-K, helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff, and we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.